that to you. All right. So the princes and the frog, I, I want to talk about this for a quick minute and then we'll get back to um, Cleopatra. But this is all connected. This deals with the power of imagery. Right. And in my lecture series dealing with the um, deliberate destruction of the African-American family, uh, I, I talk about the princes and the frog. So and I'm going to pull up a picture here. Uh, as well as of this, because I can't remember which uh, um, where the presentation is on uh, PowerPoint. I have I have so many presentations that I've done, and um, I, don't, I don't even remember which laptop I had back at that time when I did this. But uh, many people have seen the uh, movie The Princess and the Frog, uh, which is from Walt Disney. Okay, now. The uh, movie takes place in New Orleans, okay, during the jazz era, okay, New Orleans, 20s, 30s, 40s, something like that. And you have uh, Tiana, who's an African-American woman, okay, uh, and she, let me see, hold on. You have Tiana, who's an African-American woman, and uh, in the movie, at the beginning of the movie, her father dies. Now, the voice of her father is uh, from Terrence Howard, okay? Uh, from Ter Terrence Howard, actor uh, Terrence Howard. So she um, wants to own some type of nightclub or something like that. Uh, she can't find any uh, uh, other African-American man to help her with her dreams, okay? Help her fulfill her dreams. Uh, she is going to end up falling in love with this uh, Eurasian looking prince named Prince Naveen, okay? And the only other, the only other uh, figure, male figure of African descent is the voodoo priest. Okay, the voodoo priest. And the voodoo priest is evil. Okay, so pay attention to this. Instead of the African man, the voodoo priest, instead of him being a protector of Princess Tiana, he's her adversary. And he's evil. Her savior is Prince Naveen, who is this Arab Eurasian looking guy. But it gets even deeper than this because the, the movie takes place, the cartoon takes place in New Orleans. New Orleans is in Louisiana. Louisiana becomes part of the United States through what's known as the Louisiana Purchase of 1803. In the Louisiana Purchase of 1803, the U.S. gets 828,000 square miles of land for about three cents an acre from, from where? From France. From France. This is Napoleon Bonaparte, who just five years later, five years prior to 1803 and 1798, Napoleon conquers Egypt. What's going on in the world at this time in 1803? What's going on in the world at this time in 1798? 
France is fighting against a group of Africans in a colony called Saint Dominique, who the Africans are going to call Haiti and later Haiti. Saint Dominique is on the island of La Isla, La Isla Española, which is what Christopher Columbus called the island when he conquered it in, in 1492. And the western third of the island was first the colony of Santo Domingo under the Spanish. Then in 1697, the French take over the, the western third. They take over that uh, western third of the island from the Spanish, and they call it Saint Dominique. When you study the Haitian Revolution, which begins in 1791, the Haitians reclaimed African spirituality and cast aside their white God as uh, one of my teachers, Professor Kaba Hiawatha Kamene talks about in the documentary 1804 from Director Tariq, uh, Director Tariq Nasheed. They cast aside their white God. They reclaimed African spirituality. What was the African spirituality that these Africans reclaimed that to help them defeat the French? And they didn't just beat the French, they beat the Spanish and the British because the Spanish and the British were allies of the French. They reclaimed Vodun, who Europeans derisively call voodoo. And we see the African man, the only other African-American male character in the movie, The Princess and the Frog, he's the voodoo priest, so he's automatically evil. So what they are doing is also attacking the African spirituality, which the Haitians reclaimed to help them defeat these European colonizers. This is in the movie, The Princess and the Frog. Whatever you do, don't let your children watch this movie. If the, if the, don't let your children watch this movie, especially if they're of African descent. So then she finds her savior in this white looking Eurasian Arab looking prince, Prince Naveen. And they go off and they, they turn into frogs. They live happily ever after. She doesn't live happily ever after with an African-American man that looks like her father who died early in the movie. He was an older man. Yeah, he died early in the movie. He could not protect her. She found, now I'm not saying Prince Naveen was a bad guy. I'm not saying that. Okay, don't, I'm not saying he was a bad guy but he wasn't a black guy. That's what I'm saying. So we have to understand the programming behind a lot of these movies. And when we look at uh, Brandy playing Cinderella and she ends up with a non-African prince or non-African king, not an attack on Brandy, but it's like you, you have to go through and, and say, well, wait a second. You keep having these uh, uh, African princesses and black princesses, Walt Disney, but you don't have a black prince. You don't have a black king. Is Disney afraid of showing African men in positions of power, ruling over nations, controlling natural resources, having wealth? You listen to the African History Network show. When we come back, we're going to go back to Cleopatra, Queen Cleopatra VII. Talk some more about the uh, series from Jada Pinkett Smith. And then I'm going to let you hear my discussion with Tony Browder on the subject today as well. He's the author of Nile Valley Contributions to Civilization. This is the African History Network show. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. If you like this type of information that we provide at the African History Network, 
Uh, you can support us, dollar sign, the EHN show through Cash App, dollar sign, the EHN show through Cash App. Also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the EHN show. Uh, visit our website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. This helps us keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting, finance, finance the Sunday night show, the African History Network show that I broadcast on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation WFDF. Uh, you know, I've been broadcasting the African History Network show for 13 years, uh, seven years on 9, 10 a.m. WFDF. So we're on Sundays, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Here's our PayPal cash app information right here on the homepage of our website. So if you want to support us, $10, $15, $25, $50, $100, whatever it is, it definitely helps. Uh, on Saturdays, I teach ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, where they didn't teach you in school. It's a 12-week online history course. We deal with thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place, okay? I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles, video clips. Um, so you can register for the class right now. As soon as you register, there's um, uh, you'll be able to join us uh, for today's class, and you can go back and watch the previous classes also. Okay, so we uh, deal with history, uh, thousands of years of history, look at what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place, and uh, also uh, we, we look at, uh, we go through now lots of transatlantic slave trade. We look at the 800-year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors as well, okay? So in this class, Saturday, April 29th, uh, then on uh, the classes on sale, $60, regularly $130. On Sundays, I teach uh, black resistance movements from the Haitian Revolution, U.S. Civil War, Civil Rights Movement, and Black Power Movement, 1800 to 1968. We go through and look at history chronologically. And this class will be uh, on Saturday, April 30th, uh, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. We have a bundle pack. You can register for both of these classes for only $100. You can use this information with the children as well. I would say the information is PG-13. Um, so it's not overly graphic. We won't do a lot of cursing or anything like that. It's not crazy like that, okay? Uh, so you can register for the uh, class. And there's also, there'll be five of my lectures in the video library in digital format. So you get a bonus of five of my lectures also. Now, uh, it took me, uh, I've been teaching this class on and off for uh, seven years, and I started teaching it back in uh, 2017. I've been studying history 31 years. You see me on Roland Martin Unfiltered. You see me on Faraji Muhammad Show, The Culture. Many of you all watch the African History Network show and been following us for years, even when I was on Blog Talk Radio. Um, so with this class, uh, this evolved out of a lecture that I did in January 2014 called Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, what they didn't teach you in school. And that was about seven years of research. Uh, that it was a four and a half hour lecture. But we can't start studying our history in slavery, even with the transatlantic slave trade, which is important to study. We can't start in 1619 or in the 1440s when the Portuguese get involved. Uh, in, you know, in 1441 with Anton Gonzalez, we have to understand the history chronologically uh, and deal with the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors, uh, who enter into the Iberian Peninsula today known as Spain and Portugal in 711 AD. Now, 
uh, this course not only deals with the transatlantic slave trade, but it also deals with the uh, thousands of years of history that leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. August 20th, 2019 marked the 400th year anniversary of the 20 and odd Africans who came into Point Comfort in Virginia on August 20th, 1619 on the White Lion pirate ship, the White Lion pirate ship um, in what would later be called the colony of Virginia. Now, this year of 2019 was known as the year of return as many African-Americans were reconnecting uh, to Africa, especially West Africa, and traveling to Ghana and other West African countries. When we discuss the transatlantic slave trade, we have to first understand that African people are the original people of North, Central, and South America and have been in the land we call the United States of America at least 51,700 years ago. Now, last week when we spoke with Tony Browder, author of Nile Valley Contributions to Civilization, and he's also uh, uh, the author of um, uh, Egypt on the Potomac and Finding Karaka Moon. You know, he talked about the Olmecs and uh, Olmec culture as well. And we talked about the African origins, the African root of uh, uh, Olmec culture uh, being coming from ancient Kemet. Uh, we've interviewed Dr. Uh, David M. Hotep numerous times. And these are actual slides from the class, by the way. I put together the whole curriculum. Uh, there's about uh, 80 to 100 articles that we reference in this class. There's seven books that we use as reference. You don't have to buy any of the books. Uh, we show you uh, excerpts of the book on the screen, okay? But Dr. David M. Hotep's book, The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence, it came out in 2011. On page 14 of his book, he deals with a discovery made in Allendale County, South Carolina in 2004 by Dr. Albert Goodyear, Dr. Albert Goodyear. Um, evidence of a African presence 51,700 years ago uh, in Allendale County, South Carolina, okay? And people are asking for my email address. You can email me right through the website. Go to theafricanhistorynetwork.com, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, and you can email me right through the website. Uh, also, we have the website up here on the screen, and then also you can email me as well at ahnshow at theafricanhistorynetwork.com, ahnshow at theafricanhistorynetwork.com. Okay. All right. Now, uh, they found Dr. Albert Goodyear is an archaeologist at the University of South Carolina. They found uh, 13 different types of evidence, 13 different types of evidence to thoroughly document an African presence in the land that we call the United States of America going back at least 51,700 years ago. They found artifacts, architecture, campsites, carvings, Egyptian writings, footprints in lava, genetic M174D haploid groups dealing with DNA and genetics, linguistics, paintings, skulls, skeletons, structures, and tools. Okay, they found 13 different types of evidence fairly documenting an African presence in this country that we call the United States of America going back at least 51,700 years ago. Okay, so uh, it's uh, totally ridiculous for people to think, especially for African-Americans to think that African people first came to this land as slaves, conquered and shackled by Europeans, okay? Uh, that's a total misunderstanding of history. Now, 
this is uh, a picture of Dr. Albert Goodyear. He's a white archaeologist. This is an article from uh, from uh, from ScienceDaily.com, ScienceDaily.com, that came out in November 18th, 2004. The, the article is about 19 years old. It's still at ScienceDaily.com. You can go back and uh, read it. It's called New Evidence Puts Man in North America 50,000 Years Ago. New Evidence Puts Man in North America 50,000 Years Ago. Here's a, a summary of what the article says. Now, this is not my summary. This is the summary coming from uh, ScienceDaily.com. Radiocarbon, radiocarbon tests of carbonized plant remains where artifacts were unearthed last May along the Savannah River. In Allendale County by University of South Carolina, archaeologist Dr. Albert Goodyear indicate that the sediments containing these artifacts are at least 50,000 years old. Indicate that the sediments containing these artifacts are at least 50,000 years old, meaning that humans inhabited North America long before the last ice age. OK, so we have to ask the question, well, who were these humans? OK, who, who was on Earth 50,000 years ago, 51,000 years ago? Okay, the, these were the Khoisan. The Khoisan have the uh, oldest DNA on the planet. They're the ancestors to the Ainu and the Twa. They go all around the world. And they were also here in the land we call the United States of America. Now, an October 2012 genetic study published in Science Magazine found that the Khoisan in Southern Africa, the Khoisan in Southern Africa, uh, are the oldest ethnic group of modern humans with their ancestral line originating about 100,000 years ago. The Khoisan, formerly called by the derogatory term Bushmen, are genetically unique and no other currently known population had separated so early from our common modern human ancestor, according to the report. Now, here are a couple of Khoisan women. Now, the Khoisan are the short-statured Africans, okay? Um, the Khoisan live mainly in southern Africa in territories spanning Botswana, Namibia, Angola, Zambia, Zimbabwe, and South Africa. They are largely divided into two groups, hunters and gatherers, known as the Sans people, and keepers of the livestock, known as the Khoikhoi people. The Khoisan languages include the distinctive click sounds, the click sounds that are not found in the languages of their neighbors. Okay, AtlantaBlackStar.com has a good article um, entitled Five Ethnic Groups That Prove the First Humans Were Black. Okay, and some of you will have seen the interview from um, April, from was it April 17, 2014, where I interviewed my friend Renoko Rashidi. And we were talking about um, Chevalier, Joseph Boulogne, and uh, the Moors and the Black Madonnas in Europe. And um, I rebrought, we were rebroadcasting that interview as well because the movie Chevalier is out. It talks about Joseph, Joseph Boulogne, uh, Boulogne, who is also known as the Black Mozart. Okay. And he was uh, born in Guadeloupe. He's uh, half uh, French and, and half African. Um, but the the uh, interview I did in, in that interview with Renoko Rashidi, he talks about articles that he was writing for AtlantaBlackStar.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.